Before we jump in, a warning that we are an explicit book podcast. Yes, that means swearing, shitty jokes, and a whole lot of dark humour that some may take offence to. Please check your trigger warnings on all of the books we cover. You've been warned. The episode starts in three, two, one. <laughs> a book in a bed. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Book and a Bev. We are your hosts, Ellie, Bryony and Georgia. And put a cowboy hat on my head and call me a buckle bunny because today we are starting our coverage of what could possibly be our favourite spicy rom-com series. That's right, even me. Oh yeah. Who am I right now? Thanks to Elsie Silver, we will now be spending the next month of our lives at the Wishing Well Ranch with the Eaton Boys as we take on all four, soon to be five, glorious books in this series. Strap in. This is like Yellowstone Cross McLeod's Daughters Cross Horn. Just take (laughs) your fucking pick. We're starting with Flawless, so you're in for a treat. It's so fucking good. (laughs) What are we drinking? So I am drinking a cowboy butterscotch liqueur with whipped cream. Oh my God, your asshole is going to be on fire. It's mixed with a coffee, by the way. So we've got a butterscotch liqueur with a coffee with whipped cream. She's just gone for the trifecta. (laughs) I wish I had your dedication and energy, but I don't. And for that reason alone, it's again, Red Bull for a (laughs) shocking surprise. Hey, look, he's a bull rider. It works. Oh my God, he is. I'm on antibiotics at the moment, so I'm drinking uh, vanilla Coke. And I've also got a cowboy hat on. Yeah, I'm wearing a shirt that says Yeehaw. It has a cowboy hat on it. George's <laughs> got a cowboy hat on. Ellie, next week you're up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to have to. Prepare okay. for uh, cowboy-related costumes for the next four episodes, FYI. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with book one. Tell us your thoughts. Well, what do you call this, love? But a smash hit. This book was addictive. It got me over my horse-wing hyperfixation and strangely healed some of my trauma over cowboys. For those playing at home, in 2009-ish, I dated a self-appointed suburban cowboy who traumatised me by looking like Chad Kruger from Nickelback by adding cowboy boots and a belt buckle that he gave me for my anniversary. Oh, Hang on, hang on, no, we need to unpack this. Okay, <laughs> 2009, how old are you? I'm in year nine in high school. Far out. Self-appointed cowboy. Did he live on a farm? No, no suburbs. Suburban, suburbs. suburban self-appointed cowboy. He did not have a horse. He did not have land. He did not have a truck. He did not have anything associated other than the intent to be a cowboy. He would wear cowboy boots. He got me a belt buckle with our initials on it for our anniversary. This is also the fucker who told me I was possessed, FYI. He's also Also religious. Also religious. He was homophobic. He was racist. Why did I date him? We don't know. Apparently he kind of was hot at once. He was like an albino Taylor Lautner during my twilight phase. There's a lot to But with a cowboy hat. But with a cowboy hat. I am so concerned for your mental state at the time. Yeah, (laughs) look, there's a lot of questions about that time. And you would think that given I was so young, like it wouldn't make such a dent, but that's the reason I went to therapy. That relationship. 
relationship. I have another question. I mean, I, I obviously care for your mental health, but more importantly, did he ever become a cowboy? I think at one stage he actually did like cattle driving in the Australian outback, but now he lives in America. And- oh my God. So from that, I have a lot of trauma, especially when it comes to the Western genre. And so Elsie <laughs> Silver really, really healed me here. Oh my God. I'm sorry for laughing, but I mean, <laughs> oh, I've heard a lot of stories God. about this boyfriend, but I never pieced him all together as a religious homophobic cowboy, but and with racist. no land and, and racist. Oh, Good. Wow. Add that in, but also no cows. No reason to be associated with a cowboy other than the wish to be. Fuck me. This book series, honestly, yeah, it, it, it did some healing for me and I'm sure we will unpack this more at inopportune moments. Regardless, this series had family trauma, a strong FMC, a bad boy MMC and dirty talk that could kill a fucking child and your point of view. Say less. <laughs> honestly, the book speaks for itself. It's flawless. Oh, I see what you've done there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the time. <laughs> well, I really don't like rom-coms at all we all know this about me they're too happy there's too much sunshine this book this book we had familiar trauma hello tense sport watching i love that banter even better and some like really spicy spicy scenes like the dirty talk made me blush like the fluster Hmm. i felt oh my god he could kill a child with that mouth agreed 100 (laughs) percent agreed yes but i loved it all you know you guys have said that this book is the weakest of the bunch and it was fucking good (laughs) i adored all of the characters and relationships especially the text exchanges between like summer's dad and everyone it was just so good um what i didn't enjoy summer and winter what in the actual fuck no tip I mean, your name's also weird, but just no. Although this does bring me to a Vanderpump Rules reference. So Sheena, VPROG, if you will, she had a baby a few years ago with her Australian now husband and they called her Summer. Turns out that baby daddy has another family in Australia and an no. older daughter called no. Winter. Oh yes. my God. That happened in real life. He's like, do you know what? I'm going to leave this family and start a new family in a different continent with a different season Mm. (laughs) anyway that was my contribution carry on i want everyone to take a moment of pause for our lord and savior elsie silver and for brightness trauma (laughs) (laughs) now we have a dual pov cowboys frenemies to lovers forced proximity grumpy sunshine and touch her and do you die Oh, so good. Absolutely fucking filthy. This book is seriously the beginning of one of my favorite romance series of all time. I love cowboys and I love Rhett Eaton. The dynamic of the relationship between like Rhett's family and Summer's family and like Summer's traumatic history and everything in between, it was just so good and I loved it. And as we've said, for me, this one is like the weaker one out of the whole series and I'm just so fucking excited to continue on our journey. All right, so we do have uh, characters for you all. Starting with Summer Hamilton, our FMC and aspiring athlete, agent or PR handler, possibly groomed during a traumatic adolescent event. But nonetheless, she is taking the bull by the horns. <laughs> or at least the bull rider. <laughs> then we have Rhett Eaton, our MMC and bull riding bound boy. Embodiment of he's a dick, but what a dick he has. And yes, he is just a big, beautiful man with a tiny protective brain and I'm okay with that, to be quite frank. The definition of the perfect himbo. One, pure of heart. Two, broad of chest. Three, dumb of ass. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yes. If that is not Rhett Eaton. And Rhett is a himbo, whereas the dickhead cowboy is a himbecile. So they're different. <gasps> they are. Very much so. Well, he's not used to caring about anyone else because he's the baby boy of the family. Wouldn't it just be delicious if someone he thought he had figured out just surprised him and got under his skin? <laughs> <laughs> Willa, FMC bestie, an absolute life of the party, red hair energy. I love her, adore her. Kip Hamilton, accomplished businessman, daddy, probably needs to be on a health diet at the moment because he's just made some inappropriate choices. Winter Hamilton, the sister season to summer. She's ice cold as her name would suggest. And then the Eatons. We have Harvey, aka my favourite, aka <laughs> how bad are my daddy issues because do we want to fuck our grandpa? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes we do. I would fuck everyone in this family. You only live once. <laughs> okay. Kate Eaton, dark and broody, older brother, hands off his mind, bitches, okay? <laughs> oh, my, my brother. <laughs> my brother, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Eaton. He's a loud mouth and he's in the military. He's the middle child. He does have middle child energy. That he does. comes across quite clear. Jasper, not to be confused with Jasper Cullen, although he is just as quiet. A hockey playing foster brother oh my god he could really be jasper cullen minus the hockey yeah if he just played baseball instead (laughs) and then we have violet who is an accomplished jockey so she must be quite tiny and she is the baby sister we don't know much about her other than she's apparently got a really awesome husband she's quite small and he's quite large i enjoy that they also have lots of children i don't enjoy the children but i enjoy the making of the children (laughs) yeah we enjoy the making of the children fill me up So, getting straight into the book, we meet our girl Summer Hamilton. She's the daughter of Kip Hamilton, the owner of Hamilton Elite. Kip Hamilton is the agent for a professional bull rider called Rhett Eaton, who has just ruined his biggest brand deal with a milk producer by saying on live TV that he hates milk. And I can relate to this because I also hate milk. Rhett Eaton is the ideal rough and rugged cowboy, and people are fucking pissed that he doesn't like milk. Summer is working for Hamilton Elite and used to have like a giant crush on Rhett when she was younger and her dad decides that she is getting sent to be a babysitter for Rhett. During this first few, you know, couple chapters, we get a lot of understanding of how the relationship between Kip and Summer differs from the relationship between Kip and Winter. I just think it's very important in future books how this dynamic works. Obviously, Summer hasn't had a mother figure and Winter kind of hasn't doesn't really have a father figure. Yeah, look, it's just kind of fucked up, to be quite frank. Either abort the child or divorce the wife, is my opinion, on the way that should have worked because you've fucked yeah. up the upbringing mm-hmm. of two children and you've also yeah. fucked them up for life with their names. Seriously. He's cheated on the wife with the nanny. So you mm-hmm. either leave the wife or the nanny mm-hmm. or you leave your husband because he's cheated on you. Yes. And like they've stayed for how old summer? Like twenty five? Yeah. Twenty five fucking years. The weirdest game of chicken where they're like, who's going to leave first? Not me. (laughs) What's the series with Delilah and Astrid? I don't know if it's actually got a serious name, name, but the Ashley Herring Blake series. Yes, that series. The dynamic between Astrid and Delilah, siblings that were growing up that as adults hate each other, that to me felt a lot more (laughs) believable and realistic than we've all lived in the same house and yet we all hate each other. And yet Winter secretly does love you and you love her you just can't communicate because your mum's a cunt and your dad doesn't have the balls to leave her. Yeah, it was weird. I picture books all the time 
where I am the main character. But I find it really hard to relate when people have these types of relationships where one of their parents is just like, no, fuck you. (laughs) I find it, I find it really hard because I am privileged. (laughs) But then there's fucked up people out there, you know? There are, but like how fucked up do you have to be to take it out on the kid? To put all of that hatred into that child is completely fucked up. There's Weird. so much in that scenario that is just crazy. Moving right along, Rhett and Kip have like a hilarious partnership and I really enjoy their banter. We meet Violet, Rhett's sister, and she's really fine with Rhett's career choice and the rest of his family definitely are fucking not. Rhett ends up going to Hamilton Elite to discuss his current situation. He meets Summer. Rhett's really pissed off with himself because he obviously has lost the sponsorship and Summer is just really fucking not impressed. She's like sitting there all prim and proper and it's just like scoffing. Kip is like, surprise, Summer is now going to be your bestie for the next two months. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. She lives in your house now. So we end up meeting Willa, Summer's best friend. Willa is sad that Summer's leaving to go to the ranch, but Willa wants Summer to fuck the cowboy, which like we all agree with that statement. Love your work, Willa. Mm-hmm. Summer is like absolutely fucking not. And we also get this little quick reference in here of a man named Rob and we already hate him. Mm-hmm. Dishonor on Rob's and dishonor on his cow. Even though he doesn't yeah. have a cow, he's not on the ranch. Has intentions <laughs> of being a cowboy but lives in the suburbs. Summer gets to Wishing Well Ranch and she already loves it there. And Rhett is unimpressed he is like despising the fact that she is there as his babysitter he is like i fucking hate my life (laughs) in this moment summer meets harvey rhett's dad and he is so sweet and he's so funny we love him i love him so much and we get some more kip and rhett banter so rhett says think of all the time you'll save her if you call her back now kip says no rhett please kip don't try to be polite it doesn't suit you rhett Suck a dick. Kip, how do you think I'm keeping all of your sponsors? <laughs> Stop it. We meet Cade, the fucking grumpy older brother, and I need his fucking sunshine. ASAP. I will do anything to be here, Sunshine. <laughs> that, I thought I made it clear Brittany. that he was my brother. So, no, he's your brother. Yeah, absolutely. He's your oh, brother. No. Um, Out of the brothers, he is mine. <laughs> you he's your brother? Back. Okay. Look, I'd still fuck him if he was. Is that not? <laughs> Rhett keeps getting distracted because Summer is in jeans, and me too. She purposely doesn't tell Cade why she's properly here because she doesn't want Rhett to be embarrassed bless her Rhett keeps watching Summer like love the scenery of the ranch and he reminds himself that they aren't fucking friends and you're fucking right you're not fucking friends you're not friends Rhett's mother is dead sad (laughs) true though yeah to be fair we don't even know the woman's name in this book so we can't really form that much of an emotional connection true oh well sad (laughs) let's get back to the hot cowboys (laughs) let's get back to what's important here so he ends up explaining the general like scoring action so she knows what's happening when they get on the road she sees his love for the sport and when they are like settling down for the night they draw a line in the sand which is separate rooms and that is not on my watch not not in this household in this household you burn your brother yes and, indeed. Maybe, and maybe your your grandpa <gasps> so we get this quote Rhett says your dad made it seem like you were going to put me on a leash and Summer says only if you're into that kind of thing 
<laughs> I'm so okay. proud of her to have like the quick retort. I'm like, I know, I could never. She's so good in like the banter friendship oh. way. But then when it's like sexual, she's like, oh, wow. He's like, tell me what you want. She's like, Hello. <laughs> I would like a toasted sandwich, please. <laughs> we meet Bo. He's the third brother and he's in the military. And he is so fucking sweet. We also love him along with everyone else in this book. And Summer like compares how different their family life is to how hers was. And we end up learning Summer's mantra in this little moment, which is, if this was my last moment alive, how would I want it to be? Hey, that's because she had that like heart problem and nearly died. Yeah. <laughs> I about that. Yeah, yeah. so did I. She got like the <laughs> scar on her chest. And he's like, what's that? She's like, oh, that time I was dead. When I actually literally died like this. Rhett opens Summer's car door when they go down to the pub for a feed. And he also, like, when they're walking, moves her to, like, the non-road side of his body as they walk to the bar. And this made me physically clench my vagina. Wow. When they get into the bar, however, he ditches her. And Summer ends up going to sit with Bo and Jasper is there. And Jasper is the boy's foster brother. He's also a professional ice hockey player. Bo, Jasper... And summer end up sending like all of these incredibly milky like cocktails over to Rhett <laughs> while he's sitting with like this group of like buckle bunnies like as a joke and it's very tee haha they end up leaving the bar and Rhett is actually in pain because he hurt his shoulder with all the bull riding that he does and he's not doing very well but he is not ready for retirement yet he says no sorry summer and him meet again in like the kitchen so they've gone to bed and and then they're up in the middle of the night while everyone else is asleep. They end up having like a moment where Rhett notices Summer's scar on her chest and they decide that they're going to just call it truce and they're going to just be friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, friends. friends. Summer is a gym gal and we love that for her. Go queen. It's not for me <laughs> personally, but love that for you. <laughs> Rhett is sad and he's basically like losing all of his sponsors. They end up having this moment where Summer opens up about her sickness when she was a teenager. She tells him about her mantra and tells him the whole situation regarding the milk is fucking stupid. Thank God someone said it because milk fucking sucks. <laughs> and they, it's very funny and very cute. She turns around as she's leaving. She sees Rhett is checking out her ass. She's like, yeah, you look at this ass as I walk away. You fucking love it. I really do. Summer offers to help Rhett in the gym because strong girl, but girl, like G-U-R-L, and then tings, T-I-N-G-S, tings. Yeah. Girl. Slay. Rhett can't stop staring at her and he's in like fucking struggle town, especially when she starts doing hip thrusts. And again, oh. same. <laughs> Summer makes him a specialized workout and Rhett almost dies, not just because of like the hip thrust movement, but also because, you know, Fitness. his shoulder, all that kind of stuff. But Rhett realizes in this moment that he has his first gym crush. <laughs> Rhett and our girl go away for the bull riding tournaments. It begins and Summer is like really stressed watching Rhett. We hear of Emmett and Theo who are like fellow bull rider associates, if you will. Emmett is a cunt and Theo is like his protege. Rhett also calls Summer a princess. Ellie probably <laughs> dies because she hates pet names, but I love this. I don't mind it in this book, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. 
I can accept it here. I just love it because like it's a term of like playful banter between these two and he calls her princess because he thinks that she's well off and dresses like a princess so it's okay and I love it. I love it too. Rhett gets a good score in his bull riding tournament but people aren't cheering for him because of the milk situation and how dare he. So Summer whistles so damn loud and then they make eye contact and they smile at each other and I fucking die. We get this moment where Summer meets him backstage. He ends up saying to her, Welcome to the wild side, princess. And that, I love it. That summarizes this book for me. Mm. Rhett's shoulder is injured worse during his ride and they end up getting back to the hotel and have separate rooms, of course. But Summer offers Rhett a massage. They end up having some like sexy banter about his cock and how he he can't fuck if he's injured. And I was like, (gasps) oh my God. She's clutching her pearls. Rhett is scared to figure out who he is without bull riding, though. So he feels like he can't quit. And Summer wants to help him because she doesn't want him to stop doing what he loves. And we love a supportive girl. But Rhett is getting really bothered by this massage. Summer says that she's just doing her job. And Rhett is so stressed at that comment that we get this. (laughs) You were incredible tonight. You should be very proud of yourself. She says it as she walks out, not looking me in the eye, which is fine because she'd see how much it bothers me that she's just doing her job. Because it does bother me, and I can't put my finger on why. The worst part is it doesn't bother me enough to stop me from limping over to the bathroom and fucking my hand, thinking about her cherry lips the minute she shuts the door. Oh, Rhett. Rhett. <laughs> it's the dual POVs. Yeah. I know, yeah, that's what makes the, like, it. She's like, it's fine. He hates me, and he, he's like, I really don't. I need to (laughs) fuck my hand right now. So when Summer gives Rhett his morning massage the next day, we learn that her hotel room does not have working heating. Oh, no. (gasps) I slipped step Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Why are they related still? (laughs) You started this, Ellie. Look, again, I would fuck every single person in this book. It's the briny go round all over again. As they spend more time together, there's this moment where she nearly buys herself some chaps, but she doesn't due to the price. And just no. Note that for later. Just put that, note that. Yeah. In the locker room, the designated dickhead of the book, Emma, asks Rhett about Summer and, you know, if she's available and we do not like this at all. They're not fans. It is not approved. Rhett spots Summer in the stands and she's invested. Her reaction to him doing well and winning is also not part of her job description. Mm -mm. And, like, they're laughing and being friendly after the show when Emma makes a comment about Rhett fucking buckle bunnies and it puts Summer back into professional mode she's like whoa whoa whoa! remember i cannot just let myself be casual with this man Rhett is eager to tell her like that's not him at least not anymore and that's fine but we get to the good shit aka cold hotel room summer's like just trying to grin and bear it and then rob calls her because he saw her on tv at the rodeo cheering for Rhett, which is super weird like when sport is happening i'm not zooming in on the grandstand to be like is that that bitch but apparently he is super weird but then Rhett knocks on her door and cannot stand how cold it is because she's just so cold and she's all rubbed up and he's like no of course we have to share rooms for temperature reasons no other reasons none they basically make a deal that if she has dinner with him then he will do whatever she wants him to do in prep for the next two weeks which leads to the literal like sauce on the face moment and I just want to say thank you Elsie Silver for this the quote we get is he leaned close when his gentle fingers cut the bottom of my 
my chin, his thumb hovers over the cleft there, like he's questioning touching me at all. When the pad of his thumb brushes just beneath my lower lip, it's feather light. It makes the hair on my arms stand on end and my eyes flutter shut. But he doesn't stop, doesn't hesitate. His thumb caresses over my top lip, a strangled groan catching in the back of his throat. My breathing becomes more laboured and when I catch sight of the expression on his face, I'm panting. The way he's looking at me, it's not polite. It's primal. <laughs> Gasp. Panting? No regrets. Is whipped cream all over my face. No regrets. Uh, and I wish it was something else. So, Summer Quick. <laughs> I don't know what these oh. books have done to me, and I take no responsibility for them. <laughs> well, you um, just want cum all over your face now. It's changed you a lot. It yeah. really has. It's healing. So, Summer quickly goes back to like professional mode, but then they need to sleep, and obviously they try not to, but it ends with them sharing the bed. Oh my God. And as they like try to ease the awkwardness of the moment, they decide to discuss their absentee and and or dead mothers. What is foreplay if not discussing dead parents? Hey. So turns out Summer, like we've said earlier, her mum was the nanny. So stepmom and her sister Winter are like not on board with her because of stupid reasons that don't make any logical sense. That's fine. They end up falling asleep, cuddling in bed to keep warm. Of course, oh. this means that they cuddle more in sleep. And when Rhett wakes up with morning wood, personally saluting Summer. Hi. Hi, Hi. sir. <laughs> <laughs> Big Summer, blow out my back. What? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fuck me <sighs> once they are back home Rhett is like trying to be cool with Summer while Summer is being professional Summer is with Rhett at the hospital for some MRIs when Winter aka Ice Queen sister appears and like it's an aptly frosty encounter especially when Winter says that Summer had Rhett on her bedroom wall for a long ass time Summer is mortified and although Rhett is like gonna have fun with this he doesn't like that Winter just said something to hurt her and makes Winter un- comfy in return which we love only I can make fun of the person I love you can't (laughs) as they leave the hospital fucking Rob's car is there and turns out Rob would have had to seek out clips of the last rodeo to know that Summer was there like it wasn't just on channel 7 at 7pm at night like he had to seek that shit out which means he's keeping tabs on where she is basically to try and send a clear message Rhett offers to kiss her and she agrees thank you Elsie Silver the quote we get is tingles shoot out like electricity like every bristled point that touches me sends a spark dancing twirling across my skin singeing every nerve ending his hands are possessive on my body pulling me tight against him almost aggressively while cradling my skull so delicately and kissing me so carefully he lights me up he burns me down and I bask in his heat oh oh have me on fire yeah I'd bask in that heat too absolutely it works and Rob is dissuaded from making an appearance but otherwise now they're trying to act like that kiss was not world changing which oh I love it when this happens it's like yeah I'm <laughs> absolutely fine just ignore my raging boner as they drive home Summer admits that Rob was her heart surgeon who looked after her as a teen Teenager, aka groomed her and then ditched her for her age appropriate sister. And Winter has no idea this occurred. No one knows. Rhett agrees to keep her secret, but like he's not happy about it, which, yeah, that's like an uncomfy situation to be in. Yeah, not oh. good. I understand why he can't keep his cool in that situation. That's Absolutely. a lot. That's, that's a lot. That is towing the line of illegal. Yeah. So while Summer is at a staff meeting, Rhett and his brothers spend some time bonding and TPing a tractor from a neighbor's property his brothers ride off to avoid being caught by the neighbors and like he's stuck walking back when summer appears 
on horseback, no less, to scold him, but she also came to help him if he needed it. And he's like, oh my God, you had my back? What? <laughs> they ride back together, but he makes a comment that pushes her too hard. And so she gets off the horse and walks back alone. Brett waits for her. And then after she has talked about struggling to be perfect and to do a good job, he just like hugs her and holds her. Oh, they're so close. And she is like, don't look at me like that. But he scoops her up and is like, tell me what you want, Summer. Our lips are so close, facing off in some sort of game without even touching. If this were your last moment on earth, what would you want me to do oh yes oh summer is too proud to do that and says he needs to find someone else to play this game with but Rhett is like well you're it for me so that's awkward the next event is here and things are still heating up and again quotes who's surprised not me quote we get is with everyone around me screaming his name and cheering for him someone who's been theirs for over a decade now he feels like mine because he's staring at me oh Howdy, partner. Howdy, duty. Um, I love that he can just like pinpoint her in the crowd yeah. during the most like stressful yeah. times. And yeah, our partners when they're playing football, do you think they even make no, a cursory no. glance at us? No, not. After the ride, Summer goes to find Rep, but sees a girl talking to him and immediately makes bad decisions and decides to go to the bar with Emmett, aka the Himbecile. So Rep and Theo are also at the bar, and Rep is jealous as fuck, especially when Summer is. Riding a mechanical bull in tight jeans. Oh, we're at the wool shed again. And <laughs> ah, have either walk. of you been on the bull at the wool shed? No. no because it, it always looks too sticky. I think a lot of like just bare vagina has touched yeah. that bull. No. Okay. <laughs> but then Summer puts Emmett's hat on her head. Ooh. Whoops. She doesn't Uh-oh. know the rules. She does not. Mm-hmm. Rep is off because obviously, again, reiterating, Summer does not know the rules. And Emmett's like, about to do a body shot off of Summer's tits. So she demands that Rhett does it instead. If he's going to interrupt her having a good time, get between these titties. There is also now like a can of whipped cream coming out and essentially Rhett licks the whipped cream off of her chest while doing the shot from between her tits all in the name of, I thought you didn't like dairy products. Weird flex, but okay. Oh my gosh. That's his new ad. Someone's just taken like a video of it. (laughs) Yeah, look, I would buy dairy products for that. Rhett drags her out of the bar after this and explains the whole ride the cowboy rule and they oh. go back to the hotel but the tension is obviously building oh my god they are at the hotel room doors when summer takes his hat and puts it on her head he is like obviously i am obsessed with you but also let me spray whipped cream in your mouth and make you swallow it summer is like i would like to make a formal request for you to ruin me thank you sir and the quote Same. we get is i'm about fucking done being a gentleman with you and the only thing i'm ruining you for is anyone else oh my god yes it's so good it's on Rhett is like we got all night honey and I really want to make you as obsessed with me as I am with you turns out Rhett is all about the dirty talk so just like tab that shit right up there he is going down on her which has never happened to her before and we get this that's a crime summer a terrible shame it seems I have some wrongs to write and I'm not even sad about it do you know why and someone's like why and Rhett's like because if this were my last moment on earth that's how I'd want to go head between these pretty little thighs your pussy on my tongue oh fucking god jeebus if you're there jeebus turn around get in the corner don't look at me right now <laughs> another moment of silence for our lord and savior elsie silver elsie silver Yep, thank you. <laughs> She's taking the hat off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Elsie, for this. So, Rhett going down on Summer is an out-of-body experience, apparently, so I'm happy for her and I'm not at all jealous. Of course, he has a big dick, which is, like, good for him, and now they're fucking. Rhett keeps edging Summer and alternating between, like, fucking her with his dick, his fingers, his tongue, while trying to get her to admit that she wants him and only him, and when she does, they just fuck the night away. Yeah, my goodness. Goodness gracious me. So, like all good first times, we awake with a text from our daddy. Rhett tells Kip that Summer almost killed killed him and that's kind of pushing it for the father son-in-law relationship but you know, that's fine summer immediately starts working through what happened and she's like putting it all down to a one-night stand and Brett's going no no this is going to happen again repeatedly we can't stop Miley Cyrus <laughs> I relate a lot to summer's character she is an overthinking people pleaser so it's not really that hard but as Rhett is getting ready for his next competition she is stressed sing which i'm there with you babe i am there with you and it's also understandable because apparently the u.s professional circuit in this ridiculous sport averages around like one to two deaths annually i mean this book's in canada so slightly different but still i mean it's not great odds not great odds so she's got a fair reason to worry really but rep just wants that stupid gold buckle and can't see the good thing right in front of him because he is a man and man must win in a very sexy caveman cowboy way. So we feel caveman cowboy must win. (laughs) That was like a golem voice. Well, it kind of. He kind of has that mindset with the buckle. Yeah. I mean, cowboys and their buckles, right? What are you going to do? So Rhett sends Summer some dirty messages before his competition. And my God, this man makes me blush. I could not cope. This whole series is just like cardiac arrest. Uh Uh-huh. Theo ends up winning this round and Rhett is all proud and chuffed and Summer is deep breathing through it all and all the stress when Rhett bargains his way into the bath with her afterwards because this man is cuntstruck. Now, fun fact, cuntstruck is a phrase the former VP of Australia's Fair Work Commission used in a televised interview, aka Four Corners, about the corruption he had with a union rep he was having an affair with. He used the word cuntstruck, cunt-struck. on like, a live TV. Mm-hmm. So they said to him, what? What caused you to do this? Like you've ruined your reputation, your career, all of it's gone to waste. Why? And he goes, I was cunt-struck. The mm-hmm. host's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the ABC big legal battles about airing that because they aired it on a Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> and they're like, can you use the word cunt on the Australian <laughs> broadcasting channel? Apparently oh, my God. The fucking yeah, children. So we have misogynists and we have cunt-struck. That's all you need to know about Australia. scale I'd like to be on. Mm-hmm. I love cunts. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, Rhett washes her hair and then they have sexy banter and Summer overthinks some more and has some realisations about her fucked up family. She's just having a whole time and then he massages her, like full body, let me pamper you kind of a massage. And like he's the one that just got off riding a bull. So, I mean, role reversal, here we go. He got off, like he was standing yeah, on the bull. He did. Just like, <laughs> Remember that time he was standing on, on a, a cow's back, shitting on mm, them? He's yeah. taken it to a whole new level. He has. Oh my God. He has. Wow. Okay. He then starts playing dot to dot with the freckles on her back and it is very cute so it's all very cute and that is until her ex calls and Rhett takes this as the perfect moment to tickle Summer's thighs with his beard as he provides her with cunnilingus during conversation so conversational cunnilingus if you will she's starting to breathe hard and she's weirdly moaning which just imagine if you're on the phone and you're like what 
what's going on? And he somehow hasn't figured it out. He's like, wow, are you like out of breath? Yeah, so she's trying to still talk to him. And he warns her to be careful with men like Rhett, to which Summer replies, men like what, Rob? And he goes, you know, Summer, not like us, uneducated, unruly, just a different breed. And you know that this is a man that wears a scarf with a sweater. I'm just going to say that now. Summer goes, you know what he is, Rob? He's the breed that's man enough to eat pussy. And as she says that, she orgasms and she screams Rhett's name. It's so good. My jaw was on the floor. Oh my God. Imagine on the phone with your ex-boyfriend while another man is making you come on your screaming his name absolutely deplorable and I love it in the best way okay so now we're back at family dinner so that's a sharp turn away wow. Rhett and Summer are pretending that they aren't screwing each other's brains out which is going swimmingly <laughs> and Bo being the shit stirrer that he is declares he wants to dance with Summer before he has to deploy Rhett being the caveman that he is doesn't take too well to that and <laughs> this is when Harvey comes in with just like an eye-watering beautiful quote which is it never mattered whose eyes were on your mum because her eyes were always on me until she she closed oh. them forever. Oh my goodness. Until she slayed. Slayed Sad. the day away. Remember that she did. Right, we're dancing now. It's fine. Summer tells Rhett about her friendship with Willa. Hello, foreshadowing. They make out on the dance floor like a couple of teenagers and all of the jealous bitches, all of the buckle bunnies who are like glaring at them, they all have to just go back to just depressingly staring at their drinks again. So Suck shit, bitches. Rhett gives Summer a present. The chaps that she first tried on. He remembered to note that. But all I can think about is, are they arseless? Yeah. Yeah, they're arseless. They are? Okay, that's what I thought. Because I'm I'm fairly sure sure she wears them while they're fucking next. So she does like a little naked fashion show for him and he tells her that pretty princesses belong on their knees. Oh, oh, oh my God. And then it happens. Unprotected coitus. (gasps) Immediately, I assume pregnancy and or chlamydia. (laughs) it's fine we get another screaming orgasm though and i am left wondering if harvey is just you know like making spaghetti downstairs in the kitchen just like oh okay he had like how many boys he knows he knows he knows knows. so brett's next competition is back in the city so he summer and mysterious jasper cullen meet up for dinner. But we're interrupted when Sister Season calls to inform her that Kip has had a heart attack. God damn it, Kip. She sounds like a fucking robot with like absolute zero emotion. And Summer just about loses it when she finds out it happened a few hours ago and Winter has waited to tell her, which doesn't actually sound as big of a deal because it's kind of like, well, she probably can't call you as he's being wheeled in because I need to assess the situation. But I don't know if she was the doctor on Kip. I feel like that would be a conflict. No, that would be a conflict. Yes, you're quite right. But anyway, Rhett takes her straight to hospital where they meet Winter and Summer delivers her protagonist monologue. She's all, I am a love child and you hate me and I only have my dad and your mum is a cunt and so are you. It's quite a lot. It's glorious, really. Then none other than Rob walks in. It (gasps) turns out Summer left out the fact that Rob went on to marry her sister, Season. Rhett Rhett just implodes like the submarine and he just... I mean, fuck up those millionaires, you know? What used to be have for them here except for marrying them when they're old and decrepit and will die exactly right Mm. take their money and run anyway he drops the bomb in front of everyone that rob groomed summer while she was his teenage patient so of course rob is mad at summer for this development and tells her she should have kept her mouth shut rats have none of that he's saying uh uh-uh, uh, not today, sir. He says, talk to her like that again and I'll fucking bury you. And trust me, you won't be missed. 
and then it just punches him square in the face. It's just that. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't. Feral. Absolutely filthy for that. Clenching. Again, she's fully clenched. Exactly right. Everything is clenched. But Summer doesn't agree with us in this moment. She's in no mood for his protective bullshit and sends him to the naughty corner, which, I mean, fair enough. She's been through a lot today. We'll give her a pass. But her poor dad has had a heart attack, learnt his youngest daughter was groomed by the predatory piece of shit that went on to marry his other daughter and is putting two and two together that Rhett and Summer are most definitely fucking. So he's just having a time. He's realising things like Kylie Jenner. Oh my God. It's just a lot. He's the seventh Kardashian. Anyway, Summer gets another monologue with her cunty evil stepmother, which is glorious. But then she discovers Rhett is still in the waiting room because she sent him away and he's still here because he feels so bad. But we do get our first fight here. He thought he was protecting her and she quite rightly reminds him that in his blind rage, he literally told her entire family her biggest secret, ruining her sister's marriage and had no other thoughts in his tiny male little brain about the impact of his actions on her. Not wrong. Uh, Not wrong. But also it was very fucking hot. It was. It was absolutely fucking deplorably hot. But not wrong. (laughs) I don't know if I'd be mad in the moment. I kind of would feel like relieved that everyone knew and that I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Summer feels like she must hold everything together, I think. And Mm. I think the guilt that she's going to feel for the possibility of that secret ruining her sister's marriage, that's it. For her, that's like, well, it doesn't matter about me. Poor well, little cotton socks. And she was fucking put in that position by a man. Oh, <laughs> evil scum. Next chapter, we start with a text message exchange between the sister seasons and we discover winter is with child. Which oh. I wonder, will she name it autumn or snow? <laughs> Who knows? She won't because the child dies. Anyway, no. No, they call the it child, Robert. It did she miss yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. But its name was Rob. <laughs> Rob is such a dickhead that he would call oh. his own unborn fetus Rob. Rob. Rob, Rob Jr. <laughs> You've left us for too long, Branny. <laughs> oh my God, what happened? happens every time. I don't actually yeah. know how we got here. Uh, yes, will she name it Autumn or Snow or Rob? Anyway, said child's father is a lying predatory cunt. So things aren't looking too great for Winter. No, no, sir, no. they are not. Not with a name like that. Meanwhile, Brett is groveling and Summer, she's just not having it. She's seeing red. We are seeing, what was the colour of lust again? Magenta, I think. <laughs> Get up right, in then. magenta. <laughs> <laughs> From here on out, I'm just going to try and turn random words into, like, innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> Magenta. She's angry. Okay. But you know what she does have? An uncomfortable conversation with her dad about her sexual escapades with the cowboy, which is great. Kip is A-OK with this development because it turns out he kind of played matchmaker between them, which is odd. I mean, there's an 80-ish age gap. He knew that she had a huge crush on him and, like, was dad just... Just helping a girl out with a little wingman action or is this like a pseudo arranged marriage type situation i'm here for it regardless they end up watching Rhett's competition and they watch as theo takes his turn and gets thrown by the bull and knocked unconscious and then Rhett dives on top of him to protect him and then he <gasps> takes the full blow from the bull oh sweetheart but Rhett is an idiot he's fine but he is an idiot he's sitting in the waiting room of a hospital while theo is being looked at and he basically can't move because he's broken like all of his ribs 
and he's like, mm. I'm fine, I'm fine, I can't breathe and I can't move, but I'm fine. Babe, you're no. not. You're really not. But seeing how much fear Summer is in after this whole bull ride thing, Wretch decides to distance himself in order to protect her, which haven't you learnt your lesson, Wretch? She does not need protecting, you big, beautiful moron. You Just. big himbo. But now he's back at the ranch and we get this moment between him and Cade, which to me is fucking perfection. He tells him that Summer is the best thing to ever happen to him. And then we have like a little bit of a backstory, which, oh my God, he says, you're so busy running around being a showboat rodeo boy that you don't even realize what you've got. You think we all pick on you for riding bulls because we're just being dicks. It's because we love you. You don't remember when mum died, but I do. I was there. I watched our dad hold her while she bled out. <gasps> oh my God. I can't wait for next book. Okay. You've got it's a lot of trauma. Me. Let me help you. Let me oh help you. Oh my God. You you're that. broken. Then Cade goes on to say something very fucking relatable to anyone who was a parent. And he says, what they don't tell you is that you'll never spend another day of your life without worrying about another person. You'll never completely relax again because that person you created will always, always be on your mind. You'll wonder where they are, what they're doing and if they're okay. And oh my God, Cade, like you have just fucking eloquently put exactly what parenthood is like. Add in a little bit of anxiety and control issues and you've just got the trifecta. Cade asks Rhett when it will be enough for him and Rhett tells him he doesn't know. And I just go to therapy, okay? Cade tells him he needs to figure out what he loves and make it his life. And yes, thank you for speaking sense to this very sexy cowboy because he bloody needs it. But guess what? He realizes he loves summer, the season, not the person. person. He just wants to frolic in the fields during summer. Anyway, summer is still ignoring him and she has just been fired by her dad after a similar speech that he gave her because it turns out she too isn't being fulfilled in her life pathway, which common ground. She doesn't know what she wants, but her dad is giving her the freedom to work it out because she's like, I need to carry on the family line. And he's like, no, nah, bro, this you don't. Shit pile? Like, I just did this for funsies. Like, go and live your life. And bless you, Kit, bless you. You named your children fucked up names, but you're trying. Summer is processing her sudden life change when Brett appears in her office. He delivers this line, tell me what to do, Summer. Tell me and I'll do it. Was I unclear before? Because I want to be crystal clear now. I love you. I loved you the moment you walked into that boardroom and smirked at me like you knew something I didn't. It bothered me and I couldn't stop thinking about it, wanting to know what you know. I fixated on it, but I think I was just fixated on you. I'm dead. Cause of death. This. But the beautiful stupid man follows it up with, but I'm still writing this weekend, so psych. Fucking himbo. Summer is like, yeah, sure. Good to know where your priorities are and that they have not changed, so good. But things for her change because Willa takes her out for a boozy brunch where all life problems are solved. Absolutely. And in this moment, Willa cements herself as one of my favorite characters ever by delivering like Oprah level life advice. And she basically just makes Summer realize that she loves Rhett and immediately books them flights to go to the grand finale of bull riding. Not sure what that's called. Probably not the grand finale. Also, they greet each other with Summer motorboating with his tits. And I think that is a great part of a friendship. Yay, titties. Beautiful. So let's set the romantic scene here. He's about to ride out on the bull. He looks up to the crowd. He sees the love of his life cheering him on in the stands. He dismounts and starts running in slow motion toward her. She's looking around trying to find him, confused about what's happening, and he peers behind her. They make out. She tells him she loves him. He puts his hat on her head and it's flawless. Oh, Smash. Slay. Okay, 30 second summary of the epilogue. Here we go. Lovers have built a home on the ranch. Rhett discovers there are career options outside of riding bulls. AKA, he now teaches other people how to ride bulls. (laughs) 
<laughs> Took him a while to get there, but here we are. Summer opens her own gym where she trains professional athletes, which I'm sure there are a lot of in a small country town. Good on you, Summer. <laughs> they have sex a lot. She's probably got a UTI brewing. It's good. Absolutely. He proposes to her by writing it out on her back with a marker, not in cum, in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, and damn. it's happily ever after. That's the end. They're beautifully oh, engaged. I love beautiful it. house. I beautiful love jobs. It. It's flawless. I have no specific book reference for you because these books have their own playlist. So if you're interested, super handy. Head on and check that out. I'm not going to tell you what they are because that would be too easy for you. Life yeah, we like to. Out. We like to make <laughs> it difficult. Figure it out. There's no fan art yes. either. Okay, well that's it. We are going to be covering obviously the next book in the Chestnut Springs series, which is Heartless, which is the story of Cade and Willa. <gasps> Mm, Nanny, sunshine, it's all happening. Dad. I die. But anyway, yes, we love you and goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube if you haven't already at a Book Nebev podcast. Please rate, like, and subscribe. We hear that helps. We love and appreciate you, and we'll see you next week.